Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome D-Tex Smith and Steve Mix. You are now entering the Megacast. What's up, Ted? Oh, hello. Look at us. Actually doing a podcast, Steve. All right. It's working. Microphones are on. Microphones are on. They're at a good level now. Nice. <laughs> Should I get my headphones up? All right. We got a text this morning during our show that said something like, we were talking about like signs that you're growing up. And the guy's like, speaking of two guys that don't grow up, uh, Ted, are you, I mean, Steve, are you and Ted doing the mega cast? I'm like, yes, we are. Today, we're back. We're back. We're back. Ooh, I almost cursed. Bitches. <laughs> Bitches. I want to say chicken efforts. Chicken efforts. Yeah. Oh, man, you're spending too much time in the in the farms. <laughs> Wait, Taryn. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it's from Super Troopers. You know what's funny, dude? I am the worst at movie jokes. Like when somebody right. quotes something from a movie, unless it's from Miracle, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> unless it's from Miracle? Yes. That's the only right. movie I watch repeatedly. Again. That's very specific, Steve. <laughs> Even that, dude, if you're trying to crack a miracle joke, I'd be like, first of all, it's not a comedy. And secondly, like, I probably would go over my head. For the longest time, and I thought of you, and I almost texted you, but it was like a random like weekend night. I'm like, ah, he's probably busy doing something. I don't want to bug him. But we, my wife has never seen the movie Waiting. Oh, and, yeah. And, Great movie. Right. One of my all-time favorites, which is not... Which is going to make you then scratch your head because for years, the new originals would play uh, Fight for Your Right to Party. Right. And Ted, I used to sing it. Ted would sing it, and Ted would start that song with the same line before we went into the opening guitar riff. Oh, yeah. About the, wait a minute, about the mashed potatoes? Yes. Yeah. I always just thought that was Ted just, that was just a joke you came up with or something. And I've watched Waiting at least a dozen times, and it- Again, this is, I'm just terrible with remembering things in movies. So we're sitting there. It's on Netflix if you do want to watch it again. I think it was Netflix. And all of a sudden, there's um, what's the hell, uh, Luis Guzman, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And he says that line. And I'm like, son of a bitch. I suck at this crap. One of my all-time favorite movies. And Ted's been quoting it all this time, and I never even realized it. Is it from the Beastie Boys, too, originally? Uh, is it? I thought that was like part of the CD. I don't even... I could be wrong with that, dude. I have a terrible memory. <laughs> it's amazing I even know your name. Well, Ted Smith's pretty simple. Fair. <laughs> but I was all geeking out. I'm like, that's awesome. Ted says that all the time. All right, I got to ask. How did she feel about waiting? She fell asleep rather quickly on it. Not because she thought it was boring, but it was just like, she's a mom now. And usually around 8 o'clock, that's when it's like, fall asleep on my lap time. Yeah, that so, seems like a tough one for her, too. And to be honest, after I sat and watched it, about five minutes after she fell asleep, I realized rather quickly that this would have been a terrible pick for a movie. I didn't even bother revisiting it when she woke, like the next time we wanted to watch a movie. Yeah, like showing each other their junk and everything. Yeah, dude. I, I guess in my head, I thought it wasn't nearly as as vulgar and non-Sid friendly. And then watching it back, I'm like, yeah, this was not a good idea. All right. So I was like, yeah, man. That I mean, I love that movie, but like so the only good. person I know that quotes that movie or talks about it all the time is like me and Miles. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a great movie. It's so underrated. It is. It yeah. is. And like there's actually people in it that like like what? Ryan Reynolds, Dane, Dane Cook. Cook. Uh um, who's the main dude? Oh crap. What's that guy's with name? With the black hair. I can't think of his name. Yeah, I yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah. But they got, I mean, it's got like all like those character actors that we grew up like watching throughout like the 2000s. <laughs> they're all in that movie and it's all, they're all young 
And it's just such an offensive movie. I forgot how offensive it was. Some of the jokes definitely do not stand the test of time or we would not be received well uh, in 2021. Yeah. (laughs) You ever read Vera? I haven't. I mean, the whole movie is basically a a D joke about somebody transitioning. Oh, my gosh. You're absolutely right. Yeah. Again, another movie that probably would not fly in 2021. (laughs) Oh man, it's good to see you. Uh, this been, yeah, man, it's been. I don't remember the last time we did a podcast. We I were mean, off for I don't even remember. And did we do one pre Super Bowl? Oh yeah, I feel like you definitely. I think we did one post Super Bowl. All right, you're right. And yeah. then there was right because then we had a holiday weekend, mm-hmm. and then everybody had time off. And, yeah, then yeah. things got weird for a second, and now yeah. we're back. <laughs> <laughs> we missed the giant snowstorm. Oh, Russell Wilson, he's still a Seahawk, right? I don't know. Oh Apparently, we've moved into spring now. It's like 50 degrees. <laughs> Two days ago, it was 61 degrees in Puyallup. I'm like, should I put on some shorts? Dude, I'm telling you. And like, if, if people don't live in the Seattle area, you have no idea. Like, Because there's so many days where it's like 40 to 50 and just piss and rain yeah. and dark. As soon as you get like over 50, it's like shorts? Maybe just a maybe a t-shirt. I don't know. That's why I was like, we were about to go for a walk with Sid, uh, Sid and Tatum and Lulu, and I'm like, Should I bust out the tank top. She's like, no, it's not tank top weather just yet. Because she always makes fun of me. Because like any chance I get to rock a tank top, I'm like, it makes me feel like I'm in Hawaii. Puts me in a happy mood. <laughs> That's awesome. I've been. You know what, Steve? You'll be happy. I've watched a lot more hockey. Yes, than I have in in a long time. Yeah, it's nice that you text me when it's uh, a game against uh, the Devils and the Capitals, and the Capitals are just crushing my team. I'm like, oh, it's good to hear from you, Ted. This game sucks. Well, last week I was with a buddy. He's a big Blues fan, uh-huh. so we watched the Blues and somebody. And it was a Saturday night. We're in the garage crushing beers, seven six. And I was like, I don't know that I've ever seen this many goals in a damn hockey game. I mean, sometimes they don't go a whole week without scoring that many goals, right? Yeah, dude, that's. That's a high-scoring game. It was awesome, dude. I'm just getting more and more pumped for the Kraken next year. Yeah, it's gonna be. I mean, fun. we're now like now we're legitimately just like a stone's throw away. I mean, it's like everything's gonna start up in the summer with the draft, the expansion draft, and then boom, we now have a team. Which I was about to say cracks me up. I didn't mean that, but I was thinking Kraken. But it, it just blows me away now whenever I see someone wearing a Kraken shirt because I'm like. We are a hockey city. Like, it's cool. Yeah. You know, people that I know aren't hockey fans are rocking Kraken gear, excited to become hockey fans. And I love that. Yeah. And like, look, Seattle will care. Yeah. I mean, look at what the Sounders did, right? I mean, I remember what, at 09, 2010, 2011, like, it was like, oh, yeah, you guys are watching the Sounders, this and that. Like, now everybody I know in the city is like draped in Sounders gear when yeah. they're playing. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I got I got Sounders gear. I'm not even a soccer fan. Yeah, and, and I'm not like a poser. I, I've been for. I will always say it. I'm not a big soccer fan. I but I do pay attention to the Sounders. I just love cheering for a home team. Yeah, and obviously we'll go to some games. But I we just got to find the first Saturday night game we can both go to, and we got to we got to do everything, Steve. We got to try the popcorn. We got to try the soft pretzels. Yep. <laughs> right. Like we got to try all the amenities. Spent probably hundred fifty dollars here, but like so we could be like, well, you're going to a cracking game. You got to get this. Yeah, we got to speak with like with you know with actual conviction and know what we're talking about. Yeah, I don't know why I associate. You know why I associate popcorn with hockey is years ago, uh, Prater used to coach me in baseball. He always mm-hmm. had Caps tickets. And I remember that was like a thing. He'd take some guys to the Caps game, and he was always like, this is the best popcorn you can get. I almost thought you were going to say he'd take some guys' popcorn during the game. I'm like, damn, you hung out with some bullies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, that would be a fun sell to my wife, because typically I'm like, hey, 
Han, I'm going to go hang out with Ted. We're going to go do some stuff. And then we're going to, you know, I'm going to crash there because I'm going to no ship to drive. And this one, it won't even be about boozing it up with the fellas. It'll be like, I'm going to go hang out with Ted. We're going to eat so much damn food that I'm going to just be too embarrassed to come home to show you, like, my belt doesn't fit anymore. <laughs> You're going to be all swollen up. Like, we're going to have to roll ourselves back to Ted's apartment. Sorry. I'm not going to come home tonight. We're partying a little too hard with the food. And then we'll order a pizza when we get back to his place. It's going to be an all-night affair of just eating. <laughs> Do you guys get drunk? I mean, we had drinks, but the amount of food we ate at the game. Right. It was it, we, it, we were too full to drink. Ted Talks. Starring Vtex Smith. Well, Steve, we're in that time of year. Uh-oh. Right? Like, it's all right. We're kind of getting out of winter. Holidays are over. Super Bowl's over. Keep grinding, folks. Like, we're not out of the woods yet. Whether it's pandemic crap or, I don't know, you're getting, you know, the sun's out. You're getting ready for summer. Just keep grinding. Let's keep the eye on the prize. And just, I mean, that's that's my uh, that's my mindset for the next couple of months. Just keep right? going. Yeah. Because, like, January, February, you can kind of get away with it. Like, yeah, we're not really going out. But now that it's, like, sunny in March, it's like, oh, yeah. Like, it's March. It'll be April. Then we'll get into May. And then, like, before you know it, like, not tank top. It's going to be shirtless season. Oh, can't wait to take our shirt off. I just want to go swimming in a body of water again. Yeah, that would be fun. But we could do what those guys in Australia did. I don't know if you saw that in the news. You and I could get those some guys beers, are insane. Get on an inflatable mattress and get stuck in the middle of the sea in shark-infested water and not panic until they ran out of beer. I know. I saw those guys. Like you guys are freaking insane. It just seems like such an Australian thing to do. And I'm not. I don't even know anything about Australia other than Crocodile Dundee. Yeah, we talked about this on the men's room. Like I might do that. Like near on a lake near a dock. Or, like, maybe a very shallow river, but, right. like, the ocean? Right. <laughs> and I just love in the story, they made it a point to say, they were not panicking until they ran out of beer. So yeah. it wasn't even about being panicked that you don't know how to get back to the land. It's like, well, how are we going to keep drinking? Right. And now we're just out here. Right. We better call the cops. Can you bring, can you bring us some fosters, please? All right. So we haven't talked in a while. Have you heard my thing about the snowstorm? No. Speaking of panicking without beer. Right? So remember that Thursday night? Right? Because I saw you because that Friday was the 50th. Yeah. yeah Did yeah, I yeah. see you? Yes, of course. That's right. Because you guys were here, here early. Yeah, I was here at like nine. Yeah. <laughs> I shouldn't say it like that. Yeah, I had to get here at like nine. Dude, man. I know, man. You did this. I mean, they're just really running you down, wearing you to the bone here. <laughs> I'm just a little nub of a man. Right? <laughs> Showing up 9 a.m. You can tell he's struggling. <laughs> So you probably had to set your alarm for like eight a.m. Dude, it was insane. I usually I naturally get up around eight thirty. Right, so I got to get up at seven forty-five, eight o'clock. That's jarring to have to hear an alarm that early. Oh God, I hate alarms, <laughs> dude. That to me is the that is the moment of bliss of retirement. One day, I don't care about being so rich I could do whatever. I mean, that'd be nice. But my my goal of pure happiness in retirement will be that I will never have to set an alarm clock again in my life. Yeah, and are you like me? Somehow I've turned back into like being uh, a, a child. Like I never want to get up during the weekdays mm-hmm. for some reason on Saturday and Sundays. It's like, what is it? Seven forty-five? Now let's get up. Let's go do something. Oh, it's like that. Yeah, the weekends. I mean, it's, it's like five thirty for me. That's sleeping in. Yeah, it's like okay. You know what it is? Having a kid. It's like five thirty. I'm like, Tatum doesn't wake up till six. I can get a half hour of watching wrestling. So I get up early because then, I, then when, as soon as you know she's up, it's all straight to Trolls and Masha and the Bear and Mighty Mike. Those are her shows. So that snowstorm start, right? Thursday night, Thursday night there was yep. a little bit, but nothing much, right? Right. So then Friday, we do all that stuff. And then uh, Taryn was actually here too, right? Oh, yeah. Because Taryn was getting married the next day. That's right. 
So after work, like I do my stuff, and then I'm sitting there basically just drinking some beers and BSing with Taryn. So it really starts snowing Friday night. So I'm like, I'd been to the store, but I was like getting a frozen pizza for the snowstorm. But on the walk home, like I stopped and got more beer, but I was like, you know what? The corner stores and the weed store never close. No biggie. Mm-hmm. Saturday, it is dumping. Yeah. And it was supposed to be done around noon. Now it's like 2.30 p.m. It is still coming down. And I walk to this corner store, and it's closed. Now, I had enough beer, but I was starting to freak out. And I was like, no frozen pizza. I'm like, the weed store. And there's like me and this dude, and we keep tugging on the door. And he's like, it can't be closed. And I'm like, this is crazy. I, I, I just, I can't believe this. <laughs> so that was my shock moment, like. That snowstorm was so big, it shut down the corner store. So did you have anything else to eat besides that frozen pizza? I never got the frozen oh, pizza. Oh, okay. I didn't know if like, you, like all of a sudden you're like, I like that you're worried about the beer. And I'm like, well, what about food, man? Well, that was the other thing. Yeah. I was like, that was the day to make the big choice. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I had frozen chicken tenders and sweet potato fries. I mean, <laughs> cook those up. And then, yeah, Sunday... Sunday, I started to freak out. I was yeah. running low. I had like four beers left. Like they were like, "We're open till like five. and I was like, "I'll be there in ten minutes." You're taking like tiny sips. I gotta make these last, right? I was talking to my buddy on Zoom, and I was like, "I might have to start drinking red wine." <laughs> it was fun. I had that moment because we don't have any alcohol in our house. Not like plus, it was a three day weekend, so Sunday was already going to be one of those days, right? Absolutely. And I remember like it was a lot of stress going on in our lives recently, and I was just like, at one point, I'm like, I need a drink, and since like, I don't know what to tell you, we don't have anything to drink. I'm like. Yeah, you're right. Okay, I'm good. I just I need something. I need to eat something unhealthy. She's like, there's ice cream in the freezer. I'm like, perfect. Way better than alcohol. <laughs> I just like starting spoons of some of that avocado creamy ice cream. Are you eating the avocado ice cream? Yeah, we tried it, and it's awesome. All right. What brand is it again? Cotto. Cotto. All right. And we got the, the mint chocolate chip one. All right. Amazing. Although, still, we we'd still do the, the, the Ben & Jerry's dairy-free. Yep. Whew. Next level. <laughs> Yeah, so you, right, you know me. The next day, got that frozen pizza, and was like, I've got a goddamn case up here. I'm not running out to the air tomorrow. <laughs> Dude, you'll love, so you talk about the 50th anniversary. Yeah, we haven't done a show since then. That, that was our last day on the air until last week. Yeah. Um, that was such a fun day, right? It was. And I don't know about you, but like I hit that moment. I think you even posted something on your, on your Twitter as well. Like, I'm not a nostalgic guy. I don't remember when like I got hired somewhere, or like, honestly, I don't even remember when, like what day or month that my wife and I first met. Like, I know it was in the summer because it was, like, after a softball game. I remember like, where it was. Yeah, at the Red Dog. Yeah. The, the saloon in, uh, in Maple Valley. Maple Valley. Yeah. But, like, in general, I'm not a nostalgia kind of guy. But, like, so even, like, on the 50th, I'm like, ah, okay, cool. We're going to do the 50th anniversary. It's going to be fun. But you hear all the stories. You read all the texts. And then I started thinking about, like, what KSW's done for me. Like, just yeah. on a selfish level. And I'm like, well, had it not been for KSW, I wouldn't have met my wife. Uh, yeah. Which in turn, then I would have never had Kate Tatum. You know, even if I met someone else and had a kid, still not that kid. You know what I mean? Right. Like that, that right there, like two of the most important things in my life, like that would have never happened. I think about the friendships I have. I mean, I look at someone like yourself, never would have met you had it not been for KSW. You wouldn't have yeah. been a groomsman in my wedding that I would have never had had it not been for KSW. Right. Uh, I would have moved to the South End, wouldn't have met like Munson and Jay and started playing hockey on the South End because that's where I was living as opposed to playing in Kingsgate and in, uh, in, in Linwood. So I met some of my closest friends in a roundabout way. You know, it's like the butterfly effect kind of a thing. For sure. So I share that on my Twitter and I'm like, you know, just like a quick little thing. Like the station means a ton to me more than just as a job. But it's like it's really shaped who I am as a human being. You know, even music or wrestling, like all this stuff kind of fell into place thanks to what I get to do for a living. And it was kind of a cool moment to reflect on. 
put that on Twitter. Of course, lots of nice comments and things along those lines. It was cool. Although one of my friends thought uh, that I, I was turning 50, so he direct messaged me. This guy, Gregory Iron, he's a great wrestler. Uh, and he sent me a message. He goes, hey, man, happy 50th uh, birthday. And I'm like, or something, oh, happy birthday. And I'm like, thanks, but my birthday's not till October, but I appreciate it. I'll, I'll, I'll save this. And he goes, Oh, God, I said it was my station's 50th anniversary. That's why there's all this nostalgia, you know, and these tweets and stuff. He goes, oh, good. Because I didn't, he's like, I was like, I don't think he's 50. He looks really good for 50 if he is. I'm like, <laughs> like a little bit. Got a few years until that. So I post that. And then somebody quote tweets it. So I'm like, oh, let me see what that person has to write. And it's a troll, of course. On that post? All things. So this guy posts something about how. Uh, he's like, this is a, this is the douchebag that like 20 years ago said that I was kissing Cariocri's ass. Uh, oh goodness. And it just starts going off on me about being like a douchebag or something like that. Right. And I'm like reading this. And I remember one time a, a while ago, this guy also wrote about me and the whole thing was about me calling him a kiss ass to Cariocri. All right. I don't. I don't remember this, and it's not because I'm trying to be above any. You know, I it's probably been 20 years ago that this happened. 15 to 20, more than 15 years, because this had to have happened at the end. So it was right, in my that was 20s. before I knew you, right? And I, uh, at, uh, so I'm, I'm thinking about this. I'm like, my first thought was like, I want to be like, dude, get over it, man. <laughs> like seriously, like anytime you want to take a shot at me over the years, you bring this story up. Like it's been probably two decades. Like you should probably just get over it. You know, but I, yeah. I don't want to be a jerk because then like part of me is like, this is what's going on in my head because I'm just a whack job, right, Ted? So I'm like, man, as much as I want to be like, get over it, like this, bo- this is bothering this guy. Why don't I just be a good human being and be like, hey, man, I'm sorry if I hurt your feelings. Like, I really don't want to hurt people's feelings. Like, that's not the style of humor that I believe in. Yeah. I don't do that kind of show. But 20 something years ago on the end, quite possibly that was the style. I'm sure I've said plenty of things during that time that if I listen to it back, talking about waiting, and I'm sure you've done it too. Like, the things we thought were funny when we were in our 20s, I would cringe at thinking that I would say something like that. Oh, 100%. Now. The terms we'd use yeah. and this and that. Yeah. So I'm like, you know what? I'm feeling good. I'm like, screw it. I'm like, hey, dude, I don't know what I exactly said, but I know I've said a lot of things I've regretted over the years. And man, I'm sorry if I really hurt your feelings about that. All right. And his response was, well, if I knew you were going to be a big sissy about it, I'd about it in the first place. I'm not really that bothered by it. I'm more crappy your old band Peter Parker was when I saw them live. You guys sucked. And I'm like, I didn't even reply. I'm like, no. okay, now we're in the game of who's going to get the last word. And I'm like, because in my head, I'm like, there's a very good chance that we did suck the time you saw us. We were a terrible band sometimes. We were an awesome band other times. More often than not, though, we had bad shows. So I'm like, I always wanted to joke with the guy about that. But I'm like, this guy doesn't even want to have, like. No, he's bringing up something from 20 years ago. And then goes, I don't know, you'd be a sissy. But I'm like, all right, well. Right. Does, does that make does that make you happy? Is now that makes Steve look bad? Well, that's the thing too. It's like I mean, he goes. It's nice to see you've grown up, and I want to be like, well, that makes one of us because, like, clearly, <laughs> you know, you're mad that I instead of me, I, I made fun of you, and the way you're responding is by making fun of me. I'm like, this is just not. Even I was telling Sid, I'm like, I was trying to explain that to her. She's like, what? I mean, so you apologize for something that you don't remember saying. You try to take the the high road. And this guy then calls you a sissy for it. And I'm like, yeah, I can't win. I just can't win on this one. And it's okay. Like, he's just a troll. And it didn't bother me because I'm like, the grand scheme of life, I don't care what this guy thinks. 
you know, and he shouldn't care about what I care so much about what I think. We don't know each other. Like, I, I, Ted, right. you know? I mean, it's in this guy, like, I mean, you've been on the radio in this city on some massive shows for the last, what, 25 years? Like, is he, like, just sitting around being like, that Steve guy sucks. He's still there. Because of this one story? Because he made fun of me for kissing somebody's ass. I'm like, and I, of course, go to his Twitter page. Because at this point, I'm like, what am I dealing with? And then I read some of the other comments. Like, he's just a man full of negativity. You know what I mean? Like, he's one of those dudes that's just, like, bitching at anything. that Any tweet that he sees, he's got something negative to say. I'm like, why am I getting... This is not going to end. It's just not. No. And no matter what I say, it's like, try and be, be decent to the guy. And, and acknowledge that... There's a good chance I probably I said something that could hurt your feelings, and I'm sorry. And I'm I'm legit like I do not want somebody to think that I'm not trying to hurt their feelings because that's not my style. And he's just like f you, basically. <laughs> like, all right, man, keep dwelling. And I love I'm not even that mad about. it. I'm like mother ever. You've been bringing it up. Right, from time you are to time. mad about it's it. It's clear that this has bothered you. Yeah, I know. When people use that excuse, it's like you no, know, it's not like. You're not okay with it. And obviously, like, you made a point to put this on a public forum. Obviously, it bothers you. Right. I'm trying to say sorry. Then it's like, oh, you're a sissy. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I know, dude, I was like, I read that. I laughed. I, my first thing was that. I didn't know you'd be such a sissy about it. Right. Oh, man. So he just wanted a fight. He just yeah. wanted to argue. And I wasn't giving him that. And, and now he's like, well, I got to still insult the guy because I've been holding hatred for this steve guy for 20 years yeah i'm glad you just left it i there was, there was no winning no i, I just hit mute he on was the, guy. I muted the guy i'm not gonna block him i don't care like he doesn't he who he me sad as a human being you know what i mean like why would i get so worked up over someone who i don't know and then i read some of the stuff he posts on twitter that's not someone i do want to know so his opinion of me really has no there's no there's no stock in that oh i have no issue th- inviting people to the block party yeah Oh yeah, really? I'm rare. I'm I'm very. Oh, I'll hit it yeah. quick. I'll, and then people will like tweet like right between the men's room or like everybody on the show. Like they'll tweet them and be like, "Oh, Ted Smith's a bitch. He blocked me." It's like, why would I allow you just to insult me? Like this yeah. is all you're gonna do. It's like, yeah, okay. It's a public forum. Doesn't mean I have to listen to you. See, that's part of why I don't want to block people. Because I, I see how some people, they take pride in that. You know what I mean? It's like, oh yeah, it's like a badge of honor. I got Ted to block me. Or like sometimes I'll see someone and I'm like, I don't even want to give that because I know that guy would, that would be like, look at blah, 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 blah. And this dude still, he's, he blocked me now. And I'm like, I'm not even giving it to you. Screw you. Some people are muted. Right. (laughs) Some people just end up getting blocked because they just, they will just tweet you constantly. Yeah. And it's hard to explain to people, but like, look, when you're doing a four hour show, like you're making jokes and you're changing topics and people will tweet you about something. And I'm like. Like they don't, they don't put up. a reference point, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like for instance, when I make the recycler, right? That little promo you hear during uh, Miggs's show or during yeah. Taryn's show, right? On the last episode of the Men's Room, right? Like sometimes that story's much longer, but you got to condense it. And in that twenty-five to thirty seconds, I've got to make sure the origin of the story is in there, right? You I need can't context, just, right? You can't just put a punchline. So sometimes people just tweet you stuff like, "Like I have no idea what you're referencing," <laughs> right? <laughs> and like this is not a train of thought for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, it was uh, it was funny because we went, my wife and I went that night out uh, to HD Bistro for uh, for our, for Valentine's Day. Was that that was? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, we, yeah, we went there, had a great meal, but like we were just talking about. I won't believe this story. Terrence, she was just like, you gotta be like of all of all things. Like that's the thing that you and, and so of course like you get a sea of all these nice things, but you see that one troll, and it's like you get kind of worked up for a second. And I had to remind myself, I'm like, bro, 
the opinion of him. Come on. Like, I know, you know I, but we all do it. It's hard to fight it. It is. It is. Sometimes you just want to be like, uh, like even like on the SOS Pro Wrestling, there's a guy that's constantly on the YouTube, like, and I play a bad guy, but he'll constantly comment mean things about me, right? Or take shots yeah. at me. And I want to like, at first I'm like, F this guy. I'm like, wait a second. He's commenting on the character and my character's goal is to be an antagonist. Yeah. Me being upset with this guy is really stupid. Like, yeah. but like, you just don't like hearing mean things said about you. Right. <laughs> right. And like some people, t- right. I know some people are good. Like they'll tweet you about the show or be like, I got that reference and they put it in there. What you're talking about. Like, yeah. yeah. Okay. Right. That makes sense. Thanks for getting it. <laughs> All right. Why don't we take a break? Cause I want to yeah, talk man. sports with you. All right. I, I do want to hear what the Ted Smith is thinking when it comes to, the future of Russell Wilson. Yeah. And whatever else you've got. Plus, I've got a fun little thing about, speaking of Twitter and trolls, what sport uh, attracts the most miserable people on social media? Ooh. Ooh. All right. I'm yeah. interested in that. Yeah. All right. Well, I could. I did some I did some stuff. I'm ready to do this with Ted's <sighs> wide world of sports. Boom. When the Mega Cash returns. I'm sorry. I fell asleep while these two knuckleheads were talking. Yawn. The Megacast will be back. Hey, I'm Bruce with Brutally Honest Used Cars. You need a car? I'll be brutally honest. This 2002 Oldsmobile Intrigue has over 200,000 miles and a rusted out and dented rear door. Don't check the maintenance light because it don't work. But it starts, it steers, and right now it's running. $100. No fuss, no bust. Because you're getting $900 worth of car. It'll get you from point A to point B. Just don't try to make it to point C. And if you're lucky, this heap will make it until spring 2021. I'm Bruce with Brutally Honest Used Cars. And don't try to return it because it's a real piece of doo-doo. Do you have nothing better to do than to listen to this crap? Yeah. Ted, Steve, they're dip- We are. The Megacast is back. Well, somebody's still salty. Yeah, well, well, at least we're not kiss asses. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, it's not like the meanest thing either. Maybe he was being a kiss ass. Sounds like a kiss ass. <laughs> and, he, and he tagged her in it. She's kind of kiss assy. <laughs> yes! <laughs> what? You made me look like a fool in front of this person. It's basically what he's trying to get at. And then you tagged him yeah, in it? Yeah, yeah. So right. what? So she can come over the top and be right. like, no, you're not a kiss. I remember that 20 years ago. Right. You weren't a kiss. Actually, you're really nice. Thanks for standing up for me, even though I didn't insult her. Like, at no point did I say, because I think Carrie's an incredible singer, and I'm a fan of all of her music. Like, I'm a kiss ass for Carrie. <laughs> and of course, when I replied, I instantly took her off the thread. I'm like, I'm not getting her involved in this. Like, she doesn't need to have to suffer from yeah. two guys trying to flesh out something that happened 20 years ago. <laughs> That's what she wants with her life. <laughs> it's like, oh, good. I'm glad that you guys could come to it. That would been great if she chimed in and goes, dude, why are you being a sissy? <laughs> I'm like, ah! Hey, before we get to the wild, wide world of sports, uh, I, I wanted to share with you uh, things you never expect your wife to say to you first thing in the morning. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> Can I get a hint? Um, it involves genitals. 
All right. You know what? I'm not going to, I'm not even going to guess on this one. I'm not kidding. Over the weekend, I wake up and my wife's just like, she's already up. She's she's up at like 4.30. So by the time I wake up, she's in full, I'm awake and I want to have a conversation mode and I'm in, huh? Mode. So, I am the worst in the morning. Yeah, dude. And, I, and she even catches herself sometimes like, she's like, I'm sorry. I know I'm, I'm unloading everything. It's just like this. I've been waiting to talk to a, an adult and you're the closest I have because you live here. So... <laughs> Wake up, and I'm not kidding. And I wrote it down in my phone because I'm like, I will forget this if I don't. She says, and I quote, I now know what an uncircumcised penis looks like. Why? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, I have so many questions. That was my first thing. I'm like, that's nice. Wait, wait, what? Yeah. And she's like, and what have you been up to this morning? She was, she was. Reading something in like a like an old like I, I don't know if it was like a Bible passage, but it was talking about like an old culture, and so she Googled it, and it had pictures of like basically like it's like going Googling like a National Geographic type magazine thing, all right, and so it had all these pictures or drawings or renderings of like what people look like, and the guys are naked and they're just fully uncircumcised. Like she shows it to me, and so then she's like, I never once ever. I've heard about uncircumcised. I just never bothered to like look up what it looks like. Yeah. So I was just, I was just like, well, that's something I'm gonna never thought in a million years I would hear out of your mouth first thing in the morning. I now know what an uncircumcised penis looks like. That's nice, babe. Yeah. I mean, I guess in her defense, outside of locker rooms, like I mean, that's only, like I don't know. That's how you find. Like I have a buddy that calls himself the Hooded Ninja. Right. Well, she even said, she's like, now I get the jokes when you make fun of BJ for being an anteater. I'm like, yes. Oh, BJ's uncut. Oh, yeah. We, I go find him about that all the time on the air. I don't know why. It's nothing bad. I hope in 20 no. years he's not going to tweet at me mad still about it. It's just like, you know, it's just a joke. I hope nobody gets offended by it. Gosh, I'm worried now. <laughs> I know, but you're right. It's one of those. Well, I'm trying to think. Every locker room I've ever been in where somebody is uncircumcised, it becomes a talking point. Do you, do, that, that's the problem. Like it happened just actually. Oh man, it had to have been a few months ago. Whenever hockey got shut down in the locker room, playing pickup hockey, uh, drop in, and I look over to the guy next to me, and sometimes you don't mean to, but the guy's naked, so you just look at the junk. Yeah, you know what I mean, it's not like I'm like scoping it out, but I, and I look over and I had to do a double take because he was full on turtleneck. Yeah. And I was like, oh, all right. Yeah, that's like, it's like, so weird for women if you, and like, if you've never played like team sports, people wouldn't get that. But right. like, it wouldn't be odd just to be like, ah, turtleneck, huh? Yeah, I remember one time, I think it was Munson, it was Munson that like, my wife had to do a double take for our conversation because he's point blank said, like, if you lined up everyone on the donkeys in a lineup and covered up everything except for their penises, he could tell you who is who. Yeah. And, and, and it sounds really weird, but he's right. Like, you're in a shower, you're talking, it's not like you're not, yeah, I guess you are meat gazing, but it's not like you're intentionally like going like, oh, oh look at that, that's sweet. <laughs> <laughs> but you spend five years with the same dudes, eventually you're like, oh yeah, yours is that one. Yeah, I mean, I, in my whole I place. Think I think I could get like 80% right, I don't think I could do a full 100%. Yeah, I mean, I have been, God, this sounds terrible, but like, I have been naked in hot tubs with a, a decent chunk of my friends, and it was right. one of those things like. Well, we're all getting naked. Everybody's got to be naked. Right. Freedom. <laughs> Once you get past the weirdness of being naked with the fellas, yeah. it doesn't matter anymore. And, and it's not that it's not weird. It is, in some way, like homoerotic. But it's just, I don't know how to explain it. It's part of that culture of yeah. locker rooms. Right. Like, th- 
I know every time I talk about like talking with the dudes in the shower and like all of us drinking beers and just BSing for like 20 minutes in the shower, buck naked, water hitting us, you yeah. know. And I say to everyone on the show, I understand fully why they think that's strange. Yeah. But am I embarrassed at all about it? No. It's just, it's, it's like some of my favorite conversations have. I miss those sh- showers. Yeah, for sure. Like if, like I was how- a, if I was a millionaire or multimillionaire, I would build like a little locker room setting, like in a man room. That sounds odd. But like a man cave type of thing. And they would have a shower with like multiple shower heads so that like, hey, you guys want to jump in the shower and have some beers? Right. Well, I mean, look at pro athletes, everybody. I mean, that's what people say. Like you miss hanging out with the boys. Right. Or even for me, like obviously I play in a co-ed like pub league, but like I miss playing soccer. I also miss going out and getting pints with your teammates afterwards. Some of the best and talk, Yeah. And just like finding out what everybody's up to or what they're doing or yeah. being, being the crazy guy in the group. <laughs> I told that story. Oh, sorry. Go no, ahead. no, no, no. Tell us the story. I, you've heard the story, but this years, a couple years ago, it's the first time I'm playing. <clears throat> so I had always heard publicly, like everybody goes out afterwards. But the first couple weeks, nobody's going out except like me, John, and my buddy Troy. So finally, it's like the third or fourth game. My buddy Alok, I'm like, hey, man, like the bar's right over there. You want to go get a beer? And he's like, yeah. So we invite over a couple of our teammates. Mm-hmm. Now, it's Sunday afternoon, right? I probably was hungover when it started. Now, now, like, everybody's having a beer. I'm already, like, cruising through two and three. <laughs> and one of our teammates, Tracy, is like, yeah, my stomach's still just upset <laughs> from the drugs or from the drug. And I just, without missing a beat, go, mm, psychedelics, was it like mushrooms or something? And Loke's kind of like, easy, easy. And she's like, no, 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 I started a new prescription. <laughs> I'm like, oh, damn it. And like, they go, <laughs> that prescription LSD. Right? <laughs> they go like the path that would ease, like, easy, man. Not everybody's like on your, I was like, yep, yep. I need to calm down. She, I mean, she was in Mensa. Like, and I'm just like, oh, mushrooms, huh? Uh, Bubble micro, guts. Yeah, microdosing much? <laughs> I hear that's pretty good over in that science world. You got the hookup on some Molly? <laughs> Right, you know, I think my defense was like, well, last night was Saturday. It doesn't seem that crazy. Oh, I wouldn't have thought that. I would have been right there with you. <laughs> right, not everybody parties like you guys. All right, all right. Fair, fair, fair. All right, Steve, let's right, get into let, it. Let's get into it, Ted. Spanning the globe to bring you the constant variety of sport. The thrill of victory. And the agony of defeat. This is the Ted Smith's Wide World of Sports. Brought to you by Smith Family Popcorn. Good people. Great popcorn. popcorn. First of all, we're going to have an NCAA tournament this year, which I'm getting kind of fired up about. Will it be March? Uh, Yeah, I think it's going to start. Right. It should end in April. Okay. Yeah, because the final four. Change the name to like April Insanity. No, it it always ends in April because generally it ends around Easter when we're out at the classic. Yes. So I think it's the same thing, right? I think I think Easter is April fourth. So I think the final four is probably like the third. Okay. But University of Maryland had an up and down season. Excuse me. <sighs> Just chugging coffee and water. <laughs> it sounded like when I'm trying to hide a fart from Sid, but I still had a fart, so I do you ever pull the pull, pull the butt cheek so the ripple doesn't happen? Yeah. It just goes. <laughs> And she goes, I heard that. Fine, go look at your uncircumcised penises. 
Sorry. So Maryland basketball, I didn't know if they were going to get in. They've ripped off like five in a row or something. So now they're looking like an eight seed. Like I'm pretty confident they're okay. going to get in. So I'm like, cool. It'll be fun to watch March Madness again. So that's good. We still got like a till the end of March when F1 returns. Uh, what's going to say? It's also kind of funny. I don't think Duke's even going to make the tournament. Like I, th- I talked about this a few weeks ago, but some of the powerhouses just aren't good this year. Like the Blue Bloods just aren't good. I would never have thought you would say something like that. I'm a college basketball guy, but I know that Duke's always a powerhouse. Always. Yeah. Year in and year out. And Duke's the team that has Coach K, right? Correct. And that's, typically they have like a bunch of freshmen that are incredible, and then they go and go to the NBA, and then he starts all over again. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. So that's pretty interesting. I'm fired up to see the tournament. That'll be fun. That's always a good you know couple weekends. Now let's talk about the Russell Wilson stuff. <laughs> Dude, it's been like such a weird roller coaster of emotions. Like I, you know, you hear all this stuff, and then I saw like uh, I don't know your buddy who and Jose does yeah, yeah part of the morning show uh, over at Moving. He posted something on his Facebook I saw, and it was just like Russell Wilson demanded a trade, and I'm like my heart actually sunk when I read that. I was just like <gasps> I don't know if I could go like live life as a Seahawks fan without Russell. <laughs> and then like a few like comments later, he goes, "My bad, I misread it." But these are. He listed some teams that he would go to if he was going to demand a trade. I'm like, this is so confusing, this Russell Wilson crap. It is. And for, if you're not a Seahawks fan, I don't know how to explain it either. Like, when, like that day when it came out, he had a list of teams. Even I was like, I'm still a Hawks fan. It's just weird not to have Russ there. Right. Am I team Russ or am I team Pete? Right. And then I was salty, too, as I bought a shirt at Nike Town that says football's family and has this logo on it. I was Uh-oh. like, as soon as I buy like a, a t-shirt that has Russell's logo on it, of course they're going to trade him. Dude, and I bitch about trolls. He posts anything on his social media page right now. It's like, man, how quickly people turn on him. Right. And honestly, I'm on Russ's side of this, right? Like you can't deny that offense. Something happened and the scheme was bad. And also look what happened in the Super Bowl. Like, it's not always a terrible offensive line. Sometimes the scheme sucks, mm-hmm. right? Like, for years, the Broncos always produce these 1,000-yard rushers. Now, do they have the best offensive lineman in the world? I don't think they did, but their scheme worked, yeah. right? What was it, zone blocking or whatever? So I think Russell Wilson was always the good man, always said go Hawks, always did what they wanted, and I think he deserves a little bit of an opinion on the offense or whatever, and Pete didn't want to give it to him. So I think Russ finally was like, all right, well, I'll go public with it. And the most, like, it's like a passive-aggressive way of asking to be traded or for things to be different. I'm not asking to be traded, but if I wanted to be traded, I'd like to go to the Bears. Which I also don't think is that weird. Right. Like, most people, even, you know, like, you like your job. We like our jobs. But, I mean, there's also other cities and state where it's like, well, if they were going to trade for me, like, I'd go play there. Well, of course. You know what I mean? So, I don't, it just, I think it's shocking for Seahawks fan because he's always the good soldier where it's like, Right, but the good soldier probably was getting very annoyed behind the scenes, and he just never brought it up. And then the last story I heard was that after the Super Bowl, he went back to Pete and wanted to have a meeting with him, and Pete basically blew him off. So that's when he's like, all right, fine. Like, I do everything for your organization. I do everything for the city. I've done everything right. Like, I don't think it's that crazy to run a scheme or some personnel moves by the man. Right, I I think I, I... I'm a pretty talented quarterback, and I, I know our team very well. Like, how about like relying on maybe some of my feedback? I don't think he's asking yeah. to call the shots, but dude, it's been interesting to watch the fan reaction because it's like, yeah, for the longest time, things aren't going well. It's like this offensive coordinator sucks. Get rid of the offensive coordinator. Let Russ cook. I'm sick of always running the ball. This that Pete needs to wake up. Blah blah blah. Saying all this, we need a better offensive line. These are like the fans saying this. Then all of a sudden, Russell shares his 
concerns, which are way less aggressive, but basically saying, I'd like a better offensive line. I'd like a little bit more time to throw the ball. I'd like to throw the ball more. I'd like to, you know, cook and all yeah. this. And now people are like, shut the hell up. Same people probably that were like demanding him to cook. But now that he's saying something slightly negative, they're like, F you, you traitor. And I'm like, what is going on here, man? Like, we're all just losing our minds. Yeah, and like, I mean, I had this conversation like the week after the Super Bowl with, with a friend of mine, and he was like, maybe Pete's the one that needs to go. Now, I'm not saying you need to fire Pete Carroll, but also, it's not that unheard of that the head coach stays out of the offense. Yeah. He's a defensive-minded coach. Look at Tampa Bay. Right. Like, just, right, let the, and you can't argue with the numbers. They were cooking. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, we, it was just like, we got scared. We didn't know what we wanted to do. And right. all we, and we didn't score anything. So... I don't I don't see them getting rid of Russell Wilson, no. right? But like yeah, they they got to I don't know. This I mean, it's going to be a really interesting one to see how it unfolds. Right, but it's Russell Wilson and Pete Carroll, so you figure at some point in the next few months they'll have some goom, goom, kumbaya moment and have a sit down. The other problem is too, and and again, my buddy knows more about the Seahawks than I do, and he made a good point. He's like after Paul Allen died, there's not like a set owner Yep. Paul Allen cared and could walk in there and be like, Pete, Russell's in the meeting. But yep. you don't have that right now. It's like a, a Jody's group. not going to be the one doing that. Right. It yeah. seems it's more of a group of people making these decisions. Yeah. So now Pete is like the end all be all. Which is crazy because then you got John Schneider, who I know they're kind of on the same level. They're almost, like the way that they have the the, the, the the titles and the job descriptions. It's not like as if Pete's below John. But typically you would even think like a general manager would be like, yo. That's our star, star quarterback, and he's pissed off because he's not getting more input. Like, let's give him some input. Not saying, right. like, make him the coach of the team, but, like, if he's got some ideas, you owe it to him. You, you should stop treating him like he's a practically you know, a third-round draft pick that you, you, you know, a diamond in the rough. He's actually a franchise quarterback for our team. Treat him like a franchise quarterback, not like this young rookie that's one day going to become that. It seems like, at times, from the story to read, he's still being treated like as if he hasn't proven himself. Right. So, yeah, I don't see him getting rid of him, but yeah, that's 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 where I'm at on it. Like they they need to sit down in a room. I don't know if any of them drink. Like get some drinks going, figure it out, yell, scream, whatever. Just figure it out. Yeah, something has to get figured out for sure. And I mean, but what happens next season? What do you think? Like short of a Super Bowl, are we seeing a full-on implosion? I mean, like that's the vibe I get in a, in a way. It's like unless they make it to the Super Bowl, is Russell Wilson going to be upset with how the team was run? I mean, I think also that team as it's built right now, I mean, your, your window is small, mm-hmm. right? Like, you only have like a year or two left. You add a couple offensive linemen, it shouldn't be that crazy that you could get through the playoffs. But I mean, Christ, that first half of the Rams game, it's like, well, we got to do something with Aaron Donald. Because yep. whatever we're doing right now isn't working. And now and we it, got J.J. Watt in the NFC West. Right? Yeah. I mean, it's just like, it's a tough division. Oh, absolutely. They're yeah. going to have to strengthen up that offensive line or figure out a way to to call plays that will keep the off, the, the defense on their toes because, you know, holding the ball and trying to run around is not really working out. You're either getting penalties or he's getting sacked. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, dude, that the whole thing was just like, it's weird, though, because, like, you know, you don't really ever deal with Russell Wilson drama. So it's like he's like giving us 10 years worth of drama in one offseason. Well, and I think you're kind of in the same boat for me as long as I've been like really been a Seahawks fan. Russ has been there. Yeah. Right? And there's, I can't explain to people, even when the, there's something comforting about Russell Wilson saying, Go Hawks. And you're like, We'll be back. It's yep. okay. Yeah. Sometimes it's post game interviews. Maybe they are a little stock. Yeah. But he'll say something in them that'll give you optimism for the next game. You're like, You know what? Because I still go back to the time when they lost to the Falcons the year before they won the Super Bowl. 
Yeah. And they lost that heartbreaker of a game. I mean, it was like looking like they were going to go on to the next round. And Russ is just like, I can't wait till next season starts. And I'm like, you know what, Russ? Me either. I'm with you, rookie. <laughs> right. And he basically never said anything. So I think it, a lot of it, too, is just the shock that he said anything. And he's not, he has not demanded a trade or this isn't Deshaun Watson, right? Right. He's like, he's not happy. No different than the, the, the fans. And I always, it's funny because I see some, I listen to some sports radio. I can only listen for a little bit because then it just gets to be too much. It's like they're just stirring and <laughs> yeah. stirring and stirring to pop. But sometimes I just want to hear like some of the analysts and what they have to say just to get a vibe of what's going on. And it was just like, what is Dwayne Brown going to think when he hears these comments? I'm like, I don't think Russell Wilson is saying Dwayne Brown's a bad offensive lineman. On And I would think that Dwayne Brown might agree, I need better talent around me to make this offensive line better. I don't think anyone's questioning the talent and the skill level of Dwayne Brown. But maybe, yeah. like, you know, some of the other guys on the team, were, and there also there's some injuries, some of the offensive linemen that they had weren't 100% pro bowlers like Dwayne Brown is. Right. So I don't know if he's going to be mad that he's questioning the, the level of skill of the entire offensive line. It's not saying, man, we'd be better without Dwayne Brown. Well, that's the other thing, too. You don't see the other players coming out and being like, there's no stories leaking out that everybody's like, yeah, Russ is the problem. No, most of them are just saying Russ isn't going anywhere. I'm <laughs> yeah. hot, like KJ Wright said that, and KJ's not even sure if he's coming back. Yeah, right. So that's, that's the other thing, too, is like, it, it's obviously a thing between Russ and Pete. It doesn't seem like it's the whole locker room, or then I'd be worried. Right, right. Uh, oddly enough, though, best, I mean, football fans are not the most angry sports fans on Twitter. All right, so is this just pro sports? Um, this includes a lot of sports. So Formula One's a part of this. Uh, All right. Hockey, of course. Uh, cycling, to rugby, to golf, to soccer, to basketball, to football, uh, to even cricket. All right, just based on age and the demographic of Major League Baseball, I would think they might be the saltiest fans. Major League Baseball is the third saltiest. Huh. It's funny that you bring up age. Yeah. Because age, I feel like... That actually might contribute to why the number one one is the number one one. Hmm. 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 Golf. Bang. 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 Golf has the saltiest fans. According to this, forty percent. Yeah, it's the number one angriest sports fans on Twitter. How? I, I guess I don't follow a lot of people who like golf because I never see someone going like, "Freaking Phil Nicholas, uh, Nicholas." Or Nicholas. Phil Mickelson? Phil Mickelson. There's Jack Nicholas. Jesus, man. What are you doing? That's how much I know about golf. All I know is the Golden got... Bear is Jack Nicholas. That's great. Phil Mickelson plays left handed. He's famous for it. I'm just trying to combine two into one person. I see. Clearly. That. And I know the guy that's uh, hooking up with well, Pauline Gretzky. And uh, I said hook up with Paul. No, I'm kidding. But God, what is his name? I don't yeah. even know. Uh, Jordan Spieth? That's not Jordan Spieth is a golfer. That's yeah. not him. Jesus, people that know golf are going to be like, "What are these two idiots talking about?" Well, anyways, golf. As soon as we leave here, I'll remember. Right. By the way, the band who almost took me to Spokane was Operator. 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 Soul Crusher. That's the song. Great I love. song. Great yeah. band. I forgot about them. That's what I'm saying. Like I will remember the golfer as soon as we leave here because he screwed up on the U.S. Open that they played. Uh, Chambers. Remember, he like three putted on 18 and blew that championship. That Dustin was- Johnson. Yep, 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 Dustin Johnson. Yep, there it is also, partner, Dustin Johnson. I just looked up Paulina Gretzky, and that was like, I'm sure I'll be able to figure it out from there. So what was second in between golf and baseball? Uh, sport that you love, Ted. Formula One? Oh, soccer. Soccer. Yeah, soccer, soccer. people get real mad. Then uh, NFL at number four. All right. Boxing at five. I could see that. A lot of people bitching about, like, 
judges and, and, and certain fights like that. Well, judging and matchups, but boxing yeah. is easier because generally some like there's a clear winner and loser. Right. So right, outside of judging and matchups. If they include sports entertainment into this and not just sports, I think the wrestling fans would probably be number one. I think some wrestling of the most miserable people I've ever met. And wrestling fans just tweet at a at a higher rate than any other sport I've it's seen. It's nonstop. And it they're is. angry all the time. I'm a wrestling fan. Like I'm not saying like all of them are, but there's enough out there. And also independent wrestlers. They bitch even more than the fans. It yeah, the rest, wrestling oh. Twitter. And it's also shocking to me, every time there's a pay per view, mm-hmm. there's like sports people I follow that I had no idea are into WWE. Yeah. yeah but then yeah. it's like, this is happening, this is happening. I'm just like, all right. There's a pay-per-view on. Jesus. <laughs> Wrestling fans are very extreme, too. Yes. It's either the greatest event ever or it's the worst one in 20 years. Right. And it's like, if I like this, I can't like that. And, yeah. and then it's like, if you like that, you're an idiot. It's like, oh, my gosh. I like all of it, man. Except for death matches. I'm not, but I'm not going to crap on death matches. People like it, and I understand yeah. why. It's just something that I really would prefer never to watch. It's just not my style. I don't like horror films. Yeah. And to me, it's like, wrestling is like watching a live-action film. And Deathmatch is like watching a live horror like snuff film. And, I did. And I'm like, not into that. I did like Randy Orton chirping back at Soldier Boy. That was pretty funny. Randy Orton's like the greatest. Like yeah. everyone's like Randy Orton's the hero we never thought we were going to get on Twitter. Like all of a sudden, like one day, it all started like during the Black Lives Matter movement because he used to be a guy that would be like on the other end of like all lives matter kind of guy. And then finally, like something like dawned on him, and he just went, "I was wrong all this time." Oh, I talked right. to some of my friends, some of my coworkers, and then he says it and it pissed off a lot of people, but also endeared himself to a ton of people. Yeah. And then ever since then, it's like Randy's become zero Fs given on social media. Yeah. It's so much fun to watch. Yeah. And yeah, him going off on Soldier Boy was pretty awesome. Uh, number six is Formula One. All right. Then cycling, rugby, tennis, cricket at number 10. Oh, and Formula One's tied with hockey. Because I was all yeah. sad. I'm like, yeah, hockey's not even on this list. Well, crap! It's right there with Formula One at number six. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, so I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited to get up and watch races again. I'm not. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm too busy watching Phil Nicholas, man. <laughs> Phil Nicholas, Jesus Christ! <laughs> All right. All right, we got to get out of yeah. here. I know you got work to do. I gotta. I gotta do something today. What the hell do I gotta do? Well, apparently it wasn't that important. A podcast. I'm gonna be on the People's L podcast. It's a great wrestling podcast that uh, a couple dudes do. Uh, they wanted to talk to myself and uh, my buddy Cooper talking about uh, SOS Pro Wrestling. So that'll be showing up at some point on on all the podcast feeds. I don't know when. I think it might air on Friday. All right, so nice. I can go record that. That's gonna be a lot of fun. People's L podcast. It's like the People's Elbow. I think so. All right, but it's a letter L. I don't know. I'll find out. Or are they just taking L's? Oh, crap. That's why they have me on. Here's another loser. Steve Miggs. <laughs> He's always, a kiss ass. It's the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. You feel, when you do wrestle again, you got to add that into your uh, shtick. That I'm a kiss ass? Or? No, that like you just like, I don't know why, and that'll be just a deep reference joke for Megacast fans. <laughs> just like, look at this guy. He looks like a kiss ass. He's just a kiss ass. I think it's called the People's L Podcast. Am I wrong, Ted? I don't know. They didn't invite me on. <laughs> Oh, well, you know, uh, the, yeah, the People's L podcast. There it is. Right nice. There. Boom. Nice. All right. Sonic's colors. All right. We're getting out of here. Follow us on Twitter at the Megacast. I believe we'll be back next week. I was going to say, we'll be back next week. Yes. I, I think so. All right. I'll be here. I mean, short of any kind of things getting weird. <laughs> Don't say it. Not going to say it. <laughs> Hopefully nobody kisses anyone's ass. Yes. Don't stop kissing ass out there. <laughs> but you kiss asses. All right. See you, dude. Bye.